Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to the MatchNet Podcast. This is your best friend, Benji, and your bestest buddy, Yana Johnson. How are you doing, Yana? Good. Doing good. Good. <laughs> so today, we're talking about something that we did not expect to be talking about on the podcast that is just for single folks who are preparing for the matching blessing, which is what? Parenting. Parenting. <laughs> Why are we talking about parenting? Because we have all the answers and we know how to raise amazing kids and we know exactly what you guys should do to raise great, fantastic children. Right, Yana? <laughs> I think that's like... We have all uh... the yeah the opposite but that's why we're talking about it i think <laughs> the opposite of right? what i just said yeah <laughs> well this this was a topic that came as a request from one of yeah. you guys actually a couple who's in the matching process and they're going to the blessing soon and they wanted to uh have a topic about parenting um so yana and i uh just as yana just said is the opposite of what i just said which is we don't have all the answers but i will say that we i think uh personally yana and i have have had had a lot of ups and downs with our parenting experience and our journey and also being children, right? Being raised yeah, in our, in our movement. Uh, we have a lot of insights that we've gained. We've made a lot of investment time and money into learning how to parent. Um, and uh, we've we've I think we've come to conclusions that are worth sharing. So that's that's what we're going to be sharing. This is not the end all be all for parenting advice and how to prepare well for parenting, but it's going to be kind of maybe a part of a series. And if you guys like this con content about parenting and preparing to be a parent, then we will definitely make more of them. So think of this as like Yana and Benji's basic overview tips about how to enter parenting with a wonderful mindset and actually enjoy the process. And so that we can pass on the wisdom that has taken us many years to, to learn. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's nice coming from us and the series too. We ha can have others come in and give some insights, but yeah, because we sort of know a lot what you're feeling and experiencing as singles and preparing and those kind of questions. I think, yeah, it's nice that we can talk about parenting too with where you are now when you're. It's the future for you. For many sure, of you who sure. are listening, right? Where do you feel like people are right now in terms of like, okay, they're about to get blessed, or maybe they're thinking about parenting. I remember when I was a teenager, like 14, 15, I was like reading Hanoke and like making note about things that were said about, about parenting. Right. And I remember from mm -hmm. a very young age making mental note, like when I'm a, when I'm a dad, I'm going to do this. I'm going to raise my kids like this. So where do you yeah. feel like people are right now in terms of this, this topic? I feel like it's interesting because yeah, parenting, it's funny, even from a young age, you think about that, like as a little child and for maybe sisters, girls, a lot, we were playing, you know, house and dress up and those things. But Hey, I, I feel like, too. yeah, it's a big <laughs> natural part of the matching process because unlike dating, right. A lot of this culture, it's very long-term thinking. So parenting comes up a lot in the considerations around who's going to be your future spouse values, yeah. things to talk about this. And I think it's actually such a great, topic um yeah to see of course you don't know and it's hypothetical and that's one of the things I'm going to share from Alexander and I's experience I think of like even getting on the same page of what you want to learn about with parenting right uh, I'm very much thinking ahead in the future and Alexander was more like well it should make more sense when we're actually parents right and learning because a lot of stuff it just concept goes out the window right yeah. um but yeah so i just want to acknowledge that like i think there people have different perspectives on this some may feel it's really important to talk about now hmm. the planners or futures and others might feel yeah. like 
yeah, it's all concept until it's real. And both are, you know, they're not wrong, right? Like there's value to both. Hmm. But yeah, that's why I think it's a great topic. Um, yeah, that's a great point. 100%. Yeah, that's interesting. I think this couple, you know, I'll, I will maybe speculate here, but I, I think this particular couple that ex is uh, requesting this topic, but also a lot of the people that are curious about parenting and have requested this type of to topic, I think, I believe that one of the reasons that this is real for people, even though they're not parents yet, and they probably won't be for a number of years, is because uh, thinking about raising kids produces a lot of anxiety. And yeah. it definitely did for me. And this is why I was very anxious in, in preparing for to parenthood, even before I was blessed, because I was essentially really afraid of screwing up my kids, to be honest, like, like, you know, I like know. seeing, seeing how, how kids are raised in this world and being observant of that and seeing how my pa parents raised me, like God bless them. Right. And seeing the mistakes and the things they did well and wanting to replicate those. And like, and I'm, I'm the kind of guy that you mentioned where it's just like, I want to prepare well, I want to make sure I've got my, my, my life in order. I want to make sure that I pass on as much of the goodness as I can. And as as little as possible, pass on the the things that I don't like about myself, right? So I I think that's where a lot of people are. Is like just there's a lot of yeah. uncertainty, maybe is a better word, or anxiety, or like like are we gonna mess up everything? Like how do we do this thing? So I think what we're gonna offer in this episode here is just perspectives that have helped us and served us. And my goal is I would like to give people the mental liberation to feel like it's okay that you're going to make mistakes when you're parent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that took me many years to, to, to crack and understand it. And I would yeah. say that's my first and foremost biggest tip that I can give like yeah. straight out the gate is you will suck at parenting to some degree you will. Right. Yeah. And you will make mistakes. And, and like, that's like, I can't tell you how unreasonable it is to think that you won't, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because that's how we learn. If yeah. we didn't like that is how we learn how to do stuff. And I think what people get stuck is when they do make mistakes and they don't learn from their experience or they don't recognize that their, their actions are affecting their child or their spouse. But if you are somebody who's self-aware enough to realize like, Oh, I should, I could have done this better. I, I should be more like this, or I can grow in this capacity. Then it's like, if you have a growth mindset at the end of the day, you'll be fine. You know, and yeah. your kids, most importantly, like your kids will see that in you and they will replicate it. And I can't tell you how, like my goal with my kids is no matter what I say or do in my life, I want to, I want them to have a growth mindset, which means yeah. at the end of the day, no matter what they will say, okay, how can I grow from this? And if I can instill that in them, then they will succeed in everything in life because they will never say, oh, like, oh, my dad is, you know, was the worst or my, you know, my parents or blame other people or like my circumstances. Mm -hmm. Like, no, how can I grow from this experience? And if I can instill that in them, then that's the best thing that I can, I think I can give them. Right. So even with faith relationship with God, if some, if yeah. my kids are not like a hundred percent satisfied with their understanding of God or spirit world, instead of them being like, you know, it doesn't exist and just write it off. It's like, okay, be curious enough to know, to know that it's worth growing your faith to, so that you can have conviction in these things. And so I'm saying this because if you individually have the have a growth mindset, meaning that you will learn from every experience and try to grow from it, then your children will do that too because they will they will learn from your model, from your replic from them replicating it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanna talk on this too, because I think what's well, there's okay, there are so many things coming up. One, first of all, you're newborn. 
parents. Like sometimes mm. you, you have a newborn baby when that's your first baby. You are also newborn parents. Now I'm an eight-year-old parent. My oldest son is eight, right? I also have a one-year-old. I have younger children, but I do see that difference. And it's like, um, I yeah, especially that growth, like the awareness that I have now over many years of learned awareness of so much more chill with this newborn baby like my one-year-old now compared to when I was a one-year-old parent with my first one-year-old right when my oldest was one and I think that that kind of growth and just being gentle with yourself is so important in perspective and just like you said Benji like it's like I remember when I would oh why did I react that way or certain things and just spend so much time getting upset at myself for that yeah. like re beating yourself up like you were saying but the key thing is what I what flipped for me was when I was like wow the fact that I'm aware of how I could have done that better and I replay that in my head and then I just like okay next time I'll do it better mm. that like was it's such a big shift to go you know and that's kind of that for me that was that changing point I don't even know exactly when it was but not being so hard on yourself and just like wow I'm aware of what I could have done better make a mental note and do better right and I think that does take some time of growing um right. but I I want to say to those two like there's I was actually not so insecure about becoming a parent I was much more on the marriage side which I've shared before and like having a good marriage which I know impacts your kids so much too right the example you set in your relationship as husband and wife so I think I spent a lot of time on that and so it kind of hit me like a bus mm -hmm. to struggle as a parent because I was like I'm gonna be a great mom like so there might be people like that too that are like that's less of your insecurity and a lot of mine was around the relationship because that's connected with my experience as a child and actually I had my parents were really great parents I give them a hard time as like not setting the example because that stood out so much to me in childhood their mm. relationship which I have to say, it's a huge part, right, of security for children and everything. But in terms of like curiosity, growth mindset, those kind of things, they were so, that was such a huge value in our family. And I'm so grateful for that because I felt like that has helped me. I've been able to follow that example from them really well. And I appreciate them so much more as a parent now compared to when I was a child and judging them for their marriage, you know? Yeah. So it's just something so like, humbling and full circle and i just really yeah, yeah. it's that's th great you know and they're great grandparents right <laughs> it's great to i have think that's incredibly parents. mature to have a perspective like that and i've noticed that it's it tends to be when we get older and especially yeah. when we start spending less time with our parents and even you know as they are passing on right at the very mm -hmm. end of their life people are more likely to say i'm i'm not upset or or resentful to you anymore but more i'm glad for the time that i was able to spend with you and they're able to be grateful, even though their parents are are not perfect, right? And so I, today I was having a conversation with a guy that I'm mentoring, and it was like it's like some people are like you can have two people in the same family, and one person is very resentful to their parents, and one person is just grateful to them, right? So it's an interesting yeah. perspective to to have. And this came to light um, in in um, I was I was at a workshop. If you guys are familiar with a landmark forum, I went to one landmark workshop, right? And then two times, someone, you know, sometimes like people come on stage and they share things openly and it's usually very vulnerable and emotional, God bless them. Twice in this workshop, 
uh, two people, separate people came up on stage and said they were, they were upset at their parents for never giving, getting them braces for their teeth. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, which is, I get why people feel resentment to their parents, but it really highlighted for me is like, who says that that's what being a loving parent is? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but yeah. by whose definition is my parents got me braces, therefore they love me. And then another guy got on stage and said he was up, he was resentful to his dad for never teaching him how to ride a bike. Mm. Like, do you know how many people in the world don't spend any time with their dads? You know what I'm saying? It's like I've talked with guys who are, you know, living in very, very poor third world countries, and they're grateful just to spend five five day uh, five minutes a day with their dad in the morning, and they're happy. And there's people in America in first world countries where like my father didn't teach me to ride a bike. I'm like, who told you? That that's what love is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going but a I little bit on a tangent here, but this is like, it's perspective. It it's is all perspective. perspective. You know? But I think, I think that that's the thing. It's your child. You know what I mean? Like, it's your inner child. Like, who told you? It's the love that you needed as a child. And it's hard because I think this is why being a parent is so hard. It's, it's like an extra extension. Your children are different than you. And like how to love them the way that they need to be loved. It's almost impossible. Like if you try to observe and learn and be curious and teach them, you can kind of like, wow, I see that's really important to you. Like find the stuff that's important for your kids. But that's what I think is going on there. It's more like the inner child. Like maybe the dad was giving love in ways that he thought he was <laughs> trying to, everybody's trying to do their best. Like we know that a lot as adults, but I feel like, like you're giving those examples. When I think of that, I think of that person, even though they were an adult, it's their six-year-old self or their five-year-old self saying like, yeah. asking dad you to teach me how to ride a bike. And like, he was away or he was yeah. like, no, it's not so important. I'll teach you to drive or something, you know? And it's like, but to the child, it was important. And I think it's more that like, do we really see our kids? And this, this is the good like the simple parenting advice that I would say, it's like, it's not about, um, it's not about actually even being the most patient or like, um, you know, the, you want to be a good example, but you kind of are who you are. Like, like mm. I remember my mom, she's not the patient person, <laughs> but like, we understood that from a young age and she would apologize, you know, when she would get upset. And I remember being as a kid, like really understanding of that, like, that makes sense. We apologize. She apologized. It's like a great thing you can do. And I felt like, yeah, there's a lot of things that we, uh, we put on ourselves, especially when we think about being parents, like my character isn't, you can do this in the matching process too, like your strengths and weakness of your parents. But I think the best thing you can give to your kids is like to really see them for who they are. And they might be wildly different than you and to value that. Like for me, like my sons, I sometimes struggle with what they're interested in. That's so different from me. Right. But I want to like care and to know just to show them that. Right. That love, even though. Yeah. Even though I'm maybe my character wouldn't naturally want to do that yeah. does that make sense yeah uh, that's what i feel is the heart of it like it's it's like you said it's not and like the five minutes a day at least they have five minutes of connecting because like it's it's really about connection versus like 
there might be somebody that sees their dad more often that day, but the dad, they don't have those moments of connection and the person who sees their dad. So, but I think that at the end of the day, it's how we feel as a child. And it's hard to pill to swallow that there are going to be things that you don't meet your child's need all the time. I think that's literally the hardest thing as a parent. Like you're aware of your limitations mm -hmm. of love almost every day. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, if you think about it, like, I mean, like the, the example of like riding a bike, that's a very Western yeah. thing that dads teach their kid or like yeah. playing baseball. Right. I've, I've heard people feel, you know, some, some level of resentment because they never play baseball or catch. That's a very Western thing. But if it's like, if your dad's Japanese, I mean, they're not going to teach you how to ride a bike, culturally speaking, right? Yeah. So there's going to be this That's gap between their expectation, like you said, like they're, the way that they they want to receive love and the actuality. So I think it is helpful as we're preparing for, merit, for, for parenting and also going into parenting, realizing that, like back to my first point, we're going to make mistakes. You yeah, know? exactly. Like we're not going <laughs> to, like, it's very, very reasonable to think to say that we're going to make mistakes and i think the question is like are we learning from those mistakes and are we improving and are yeah. we having the self-awareness to know that oh like my son really wants to play a catch with me you know or my daughter really wants me to you know play dolls with her whatever it is or tea time and being able to recognize that because there are a lot of people that will blow up at their kids and yeah. and then just not even like just brush it Try off. Try to repair like, it, yeah. Or just mm -hmm. like that's how I am. I'm just an angry person. It's the kid's fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Big that, I think that's yeah. huge. That's the huge difference. Like that's what you can focus on. Is um, I'm learning all the time. That's what I. Often, that's my line. Yeah. Mommy's learning too. Like we're all <laughs> growing together. <laughs> I I wanted to share like just a super practical for the people who like googling stuff or want to as you know matching conversation you can check out this circle of security um they don't have and you can even look at the image of the actual circle but i'll mention it because this was when we were having a really hard time when you know i had two under two when my my first two sons were born and it was really challenging and we went to this course that was offered by our like pediatrician's office and called circle of security and i just i still use that parenting uh, it took me such a long time to get it, but now that I get it, I use it a lot. And it's basically this idea of like kids go in a circle and this is where you can be aware of what kids need, but also your own challenges as a parent. Like there tend to be two areas where we might be more challenged. And the idea is like children need to go out and discover. So they go away from you. And then they need to come back and be received with like open arms. And so um, for some parents, they really are cautious or afraid or scared or worried. Sometimes maybe moms can do this where they don't want their kids to go out too far. They're worried they'll get hurt. That kind of it comes up. And then there's also the other side, but you need to let your kids go out and explore. That's the point, right? They need to discover the world on their own. And then there's the other side where it's like when they come back, or when they want to do something with you, like learning to ride a bike example, everything, that you're there to connect with them when they ask, which sometimes can be the most inconvenient time, like in the middle of a Zoom call, right? <laughs> like mm -hmm. the kids, there's no that concept, their circle. And so just to give like example, like our littlest son, Ruben, we go to this young adult service at Clifton Yum, and he wants to be out and crawling on the floor and like 
naturally by the stereos and speakers, there's all these chords. My mind is like, oh gosh, like he's just going to go right there. But because I know about this circle, he actually doesn't go very far, like his circle. Like he goes about a meter hmm. out exploring and then he comes right back to my lap. And like, because I know that I let him do it the first time I tried to pick him up, he screamed, right? Because mm. I I disrupted his discovery trying to go out. So mm. instead, I was like, no, he's just going to do a really small circle because he's a small baby. And I just let him crawl and he came right back. He didn't even go to the court. <laughs> and I was like, that's way better than having a screaming baby <laughs> like because I wouldn't let him go out and discover, you know? So I, I don't, that's an example. With older kids, it's much bigger. It's like their circle might be a whole day that they go out to school they don't see you all day and then when they come home is when they see you and that's when they want to connect right and are you ready to yeah. talk with them about school or read the book they're interested in or whatever that is you know but mm -hmm. it's kind of exploring moments and connecting moments and what do you feel as a parent when your child is doing those things because those tend to bring up some type of anxiety yeah, yeah. often for parents because again kids are on a different time schedule than we are right and their circles and stuff but yeah, I just, That's awesome. there's a whole psychology and things around it, but that has really helped me so much to like not stress as mm -hmm. much as a parent and also look at the stuff, like how I'm responding and reacting, you know, what's in my control and how can I let my kids develop more the way they need to. And it's very different, right? Each child is very different, what they're interested in exploring and the ways they want to connect. Um, can, can I share an experience with that I had yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kojin, my oldest son, he's also eight. He's going to a Christian school, as you know, Yana. And he, uh, I texted her this story. <laughs> I thought she'd appreciate it. Um, so in their school, they teach about the Bible and they say very frequently how Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. Right. And so he came home one, uh, last week and he said, he was like, you know, they keep saying this and I don't, I don't agree with it. Right. <laughs> And it's not like I'm propagating these ideas into his mind, but he's like, Jesus didn't die on the cross because that would mean that God forced someone to kill him, mm. right? That's what he said. And God does not force people to kill people because people have free will. And I was like, there you go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you understand the uh, God's God's uh, principle of creation more than most people. And uh, so he he decided to uh, to present to his class in comic book format. So cute. Uh, why Adam and Eve were supposed to become true parents, why Jesus was not supposed to die, why he was supposed to get married and become true parents, and why we have true parents now. So yesterday, <laughs> he brought his comic book to school and presented to everybody, including his teacher, to a Christian school where they teach wow. every day that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to bring this to school. And I was so close Yana, I was so close to saying, you know, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, zip. I didn't say anything. Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. I was like, I want to know how this turns out. <laughs> and uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I It's like those experiences, what you're saying, it's like, I feel uncomfortable because I would be uncomfortable presenting to a bunch of Christians. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but he doesn't care. Like he didn't, he, didn't, he doesn't have the concept of like, oh, people believe things different from me. Therefore it's weird. He's just like, this is what I think, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. the teacher, God bless her. She was like, we loved his presentation about Adam and Eve. <laughs> I think, cause that was the only part she could agree with. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else. Part. 
But that's yeah. amazing. I feel like I would love his comic book. I think we could, <laughs> our kids would be great to read it, you know, Sunday school. But yeah, yeah that's a, that's a perfect example. Cause it's like with little kids, it's, you know, it's small, easy circle, but as they, our children get older and their different personalities <laughs> develop and like, let them explore, let them learn. And, and, you know, I think he doesn't care. Even if something happened where he was like, oh, he came back crying or in tears, right? You're mm. there for him. Like, that's the whole point. It's like, mm. that's where the circle of security, that's where the, that's all you can do as a parent is be that safe space for them. Like, let them, the safe space that they can leave from and they, they can come back to. And I'm like, it's so simple. And the other thing that parenting course taught me, which I tell parents all the time, is like, if you can be that safe space just 30% of the time, your kids will feel like they had the most amazing childhood ever. And I was like, what? Mm. God knows. <laughs> like, God designed it that way. You know, like God knows how hard it is. All the things yeah. we said that we're going to mess up as parents. And all. But your children are so like what they remember and things. Again, it's so. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like if you can yeah. just do that. And that's that's comes from us as parents trying to practice and everything. But that was such yeah. a like huge moment for me that yeah. helped me to like, OK, just try, you know, keep learning instead of trying to be this perfect parent or whatever, you know, whatever you think of yourself, these expectations, just be there for your kids and really look at your kids. And yeah, that's great. That's how I think God 30%. sees us too. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean that it's okay that I'm smacking them 70% of the time? <laughs> no. I'm like beating them 70% of the time and loving them 30% of the time. That's what matters. <clears throat> no, yeah, I'm kidding. I think what I'm, really I'm matters <laughs> is what you said. Hold back from your own, like putting your own whatever. I don't think you should do that. Like hold back yeah. from that and just let them be who they are yeah. and really enjoy who they are. Right. I'm kidding, guys. Don't worry. Benji's not a violent, <laughs> Benji. violent man. Only 70% of the time. So we're good. <laughs> there, you can read all the research about that. Yeah. That's no, I, I don't. I don't hit my kids unless I want to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> unless I'm angry. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I think over, overarching concept here we're getting to, uh, to this first point is uh, you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. If you're yeah. continuing to learn and you're growing through, I think one thing that Yen and I have done a lot of is studying and learning, uh, either through through courses, books, talking with people. Right, we do a lot yeah. of that, like asking for advice, um, and also true parents' words. Right, which is what I want to get into really quick. There's a there's a quote that I heard true fathers say many years ago, and I actually found it right before this uh, this recording. You ready Yay. for this? Perfect. Okay. I'll put it, we'll put it in the description as well. Who are your children's best friends? Not young guys from the neighboring village. Your best friends are none other than their parents. That is as it should be. Moreover, parents should be like, should be liked by their children even more than their friends. That is how you should think. Therefore, parents must be their ch children's best friends and best teachers. So I heard that, I think I was 14 or 15. And I ingrained it into my mind wow. well wow, into nice. well until after I had kids. The four words, best friend, best teacher. Yeah. Because that's the horizontal and vertical, right? That's yeah. the that's yeah. the who do you go to when you want to celebrate? 
Who do you go to when you have struggles? Who do you go to for security? Right. Which is a foundation yeah. for love It's like, and I can teach on that foundation. I've always believed that if, if my, my relationship with my kids is such that they are comfortable with me, they want to be with me and my wife, then I can teach on that foundation. And then yeah. someone asked me the other day, like, um, or yesterday, how, how, cause I was sharing this story about my son, um, uh, you know, wanting to talk about true parents, right. It's at school. And, uh, she was asking me like, how did, how did we teach him like that? And I was like, I don't think I did teach him that yeah. um, because he, he naturally asks questions. And the way, the way that I have educate is because I, I don't say like, this is the answer. I say, this is what I believe because of, good. because of my evidence yeah. in my life. What do you think? Like, that's how I teach. Yeah. Because no kid wants to be lectured to like, we know no. that, right. I we know, know that. <laughs> yeah. So I learned that it's like the best way to teach a kid is through, is through selling. Yeah. Kind of have to be a salesman to, to kids and be like, well, you know, this is what I think. What do you think? This is what I think about God. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. You got to figure it out yourself. I'm not going to tell you even the blessing, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to get blessed. I want you to figure out what the blessing is. And I want you to decide. Yeah. And also yeah. this is the same approach I have with Santa Claus because they asked me very early on, like, is Santa Claus, Claus real? And I said, I don't think so. <laughs> I've never seen Santa, but you can figure it out for yourself, right? So that's kind of what they're left what with. <laughs> yeah. I also use the, what do you think in the threes when everything is asked why, you know, mm -hmm. there's a phase where they ask why, and I'm like, that's a good question. I don't, what do you think? It was yeah. great though. It was a great way. Um. Oh man, I, there was, oh, I wanted to just share one quote from True Parents too, that I, I always loved. And I just, I thought of it a different way now, but it's a simple line. It's like, children are God with very small hearts. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, like it makes you think about like just being tender, gentle with their hearts, but also that they're God. And like this whole point of like, you've got to discover who your child is, just like you're discovering God, who God is and building a relationship with God. Like if you think about what that takes, right? And then if you think about your child in the same way, because I think sometimes you feel like, oh, they're like me or oh. I don't know. We can make a lot of assumptions. I had so many when I'm a mom, I'm going to do this and that. And then like you get challenged exactly on that. And I think it's the same. We do that with God so much, right? Like kind of assumptions or what we think. But if you really have been on this journey of discovering a relationship with God and working on that and thinking about that with your own kids, like be open to learn, be open to the different signs or ways they're trying to express their love to you or trying to receive love from you. Um, yeah, that it's really just beautiful. And that's, what's really fun. I think about parenting. I think it's such an honor yeah. to watch and be a part of this journey as I watch my sons grow mm -hmm. and who, who they will be in the future. And I just feel like that's one of my favorite things about motherhood. I'm just enjoying this show and, you know, learning as much from them. Like, just like you shared, like, what do you think? There's just so many I mean, kids are so sharp and so no concepts and open to so many things. So I feel like to be constantly learning from our kids is such a, um, both it's great for them to encourage the way that they think. And it's great for us to be like, be modeling that, right? A lifetime learner. Yeah. So, you know, Yana, I, I know the quote you're, you're refer referencing and I have it right here. Good. So, okay. We need to put it. This is from. Is it small hearts or very tiny hearts or something? We'll you found see. the quote as a okay. peace-loving global citizen 
my wife. So this is the chapter where he's talking about your mother. It's called yes, in, I thought incomparable, it was an incomparable inner beauty. My wife and I made a promise to each other after we were married. We agreed that no matter how upset or angry one of us might be, we would not allow anyone to think it looks like Reverend and Mrs. Moon had a fight. We agreed that no matter how many children we might have, we would not let them see any sign that we might have had a fight. Children are God. Children are God with very small hearts. So when a child says, mom, and calls you, you must always answer, what is it? With a smile. <laughs> so, so that's the first paragraph. Of that yes, chapter. there it is. I didn't know it was from Peace, Love, and Global Citizen. Awesome. You might have said it in a few places, but when you said it, that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm glad. No, no, I think it is totally from there. Just had that one line. I read it just like you pulled up the one you had that always comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think it's just helpful as a parent, this whole discovery, learning, learning from your kids. God is totally with you. That was one of the best advice I got from a Norwegian mom. I don't even know if she was religious or spiritual, but she was just like, Trust your mother's intuition and that God's speaking to you there. And I was like, boom, that's yeah. all I needed. Ooh. Like that was so yeah. comforting. It's like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think trust that's yourselves, awesome. guys. <laughs> I want to I want to make a whole episode about uh, intrinsic motivators because I've noticed in myself like the last few months I was seeking motivation. And I noticed I started increasing like the need for like a podcast or a book or something to be motivated. And I was like, man, this is an addiction, mm. right? It's actually an addiction to, to need to require some kind of extrinsic motivator to help us to move. Right, right. And it's incredibly common, but we don't talk about it, right? Because an intri intrinsic motivator is like, you don't need anything, but you just do it because that's what we need to do. But we're yeah. trying to seek the motivation so that we can do it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a good example. Is like trust your intuition is a perfect example of like you already have it. Like you don't need. Anything. Yeah, you don't need you know the books saying? and all this stuff. Yeah. It's nice if you want it, right? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. I was touched by something. This is totally uh, tang tangential to this, but Elon Musk was asked in an interview what. What would you? What advice would you give to entrepreneurs who are st to to starting a new business uh, to stay motivated? Mm, and he yeah. said, without a beat, he said, "If you need motivation, then entrepreneurship is not for you." <laughs> I love I that. Like, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's the same with parenting. It's like you don't do a parenting when you're motivated. You do it because it's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a full <laughs> ownership. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so boring true. sometimes. And it's not always awesome and enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. And the total responsibility is on you. You know, like I think that that it and I like going back to the intro and start of this podcast and those asking this question, like it feels really scary to have that much responsibility. I think. Um, but like when you think about responsibility, think about a vision. And that's the same thing with entrepreneurship too. I feel like the intrinsic motivators, all that thing, it comes down to vision and like how serious and how real and how much give and take and concrete is your vision with God too. Cause I feel like that's the key, but especially in building your family, your blessed marriage, your parenting, being parents, like you've got a vision. It matters. Maybe it is yeah. teaching your kid to ride a bike and baseball 
playing baseball or maybe it's you know like you know what it is and you know what it's not but like really have give and take with that and I think that that's honestly one of the best ways to feel good about your inner like who you are and what you bring I think we're so much we have so much give and take with our weaknesses or what we're not right but I think the more you like why do you want this what's important to you in the vision even all the insecurities around maybe I didn't have the best parenting example I know all those insecurities are there right but like don't have you need to have more give and take and look for the ways to have the but I can still do it right you know um, and true parents words I love them I really love Hunter K it helped me so much as a parent just like true love what is it and then trying to actively practice it you know yeah like it's so powerful to have give and take with that daily and then try to put it into practice um like I felt like just we're so lucky to live at this time and to have true parents words while we're trying to build our family I mean mm-hmm. yeah that's like my biggest gratitude, I come back. But it's because I have a vision in mind, you know, that I'm trying to apply it to. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, unconditional love, this is maybe another topic we can cover. And I want to go deeper into next time, but let's touch it now. Uh, something that's been very liberating and helpful for me. And I hope this is kind of put puts puts a little bit of peace of mind into the hearts of people that are preparing for parenting because there's so many tactics when it comes to parenting. There's so many books that say you should do this. You should you should sleep this way. You should co-sleep. You should not co-sleep. You should only drink soy milk. You should only drink whole milk. Yeah. It's like it's like World War III. There's like so many opinions about so how true. you should raise your kid, right? And all the tactics. And you shouldn't say this word and you shouldn't do this. It's like, it's never ending. And of course, depending on which culture you ask, it's very different if you ask someone Norway versus America versus Africa versus Japan versus Korea. Like it's everything. So I will just say what has helped me tremendously is knowing the fact that parenting tactics don't mean anything if your kid does not feel unconditionally loved. Yes. Because that trumps everything. If another another way to say this is if your child is unconditionally loved and you love them because you feel unconditionally loved and therefore you're able to pass that love onto them, then it doesn't actually matter how you raise your kids. And I know that's yeah. controversial to hear, but I want you guys to think about that. If a child is unconditionally loved, it doesn't matter which school they go to, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it so It doesn't true. matter how much money you make as a parent. It doesn't matter which instrument they learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they your look- is. How big your house is. What they look like, mm-hmm. what clothes their kids are wearing. It doesn't really matter how you sleep at night, right? Because if it's the overarching idea that I love my kids unconditionally and I, and I constantly try to do it more because as parents, that's our, that's our mission. That's like, that's the journey we're on is how do I express, like inherit and be bequeathed the unconditional love of God and pass it on to my children as a husband and wife representing the male and female, right? That's yeah. our mission. That's our job. But that's the journey. That's the dance we're playing because we don't, we're not born like that. You know, exactly. that's why we need a partner. That's why we need a spouse. And so that's why we've got to learn. We've got to adjust. And that's why we've always got to keep our cups filled so that we can pass it on to our children. Yeah. And as you were saying that, I was just thinking like, if someone's wondering, well, what does unconditionally loved mean? What I always think of, and I mentioned it a bit, but it's like, 
do your children feel seen, like really seen who they are? Do they feel heard that you're listening to them? Do they feel safe? And that safety, that's what we were talking about, the circle of security, that they're safe to bring the good things and the bad things or whatever to you, right? Um, but that's like, that's love. Like, that's what you feel unconditionally loved. If you can be seen, heard, and safe around person, that's how you feel they're, they're on the receiving end of it. Mm. And on the giving end, yeah, I think that's the whole part. Like you're saying, us learning and parents, how do we, how do we do that? Like, um. I think a lot of it has to do more with self-awareness. Like, oh, I listen to my kids all the time. I see my kids all the time. Mm. You know, you, like go deeper, that kind of thing. Do your yeah. kids feel it, right? Or do, you know, I think a lot of the humility and growth mindset and all the things we've been talking about is that process for how we can be those like unconditional um, loving mm. people and filling up our cup yeah. with God's love. Out, and I pray right. a lot. Like I have to say that it seems mm. so. What's that expression? Like, oh Lord, help me. <laughs> I would hear so many moms, like grandmas, say that. <laughs> but like, it's so true. Like there was sometimes where I was just like, I literally don't know what to do, God. And then God mm. was like, a sticker book. Mm. And I'm like, a sticker book. You know, like something. So really, guys, like God wants to help you. And you know, I just. And God can be unconditionally loved, you know, like that's where we're filling up a lot of our cups, you know, so yeah. and connecting your kids to God, too, in their own ways um, with questions. One friend, she always says that every question eventually leads to God. And I was like, hmm. dang, that's so deep. Like, that's why Coach Ed could have that amazing comic book. I mean, he's thinking very deep. He's asking lots of questions and those questions come to his own really deep conclusion, you know? Yeah, that's so awesome. Right. I yeah. hope that people listening can feel really reassured. Like I don't have to sit my kid down for all these DP lectures. Like, mm. <laughs> right. It's like, mm. I can just talk with them and listen to their questions and, yeah. you know, that's amazing. Right. God's guiding them too. You know, you know, you were talking about why kids always ask why. And so I, I have entertained that whole process. I've played it out so many times with them. And just like you say, the answer is always because God. <laughs> yeah, because God at the end, like it's always yeah. God. <laughs> like it's always so why? Funny. Well, because God. <laughs> it's God so funny. It, yeah. that way. <laughs> it was it was interesting. You know the movie Toy Story Four. I think some people might appreciate this. Forky's the kind of the one of the main characters. So Bonnie makes Forky, and uh, I was asking the kids like, who made Forky? And they're like, Bonnie made Forky. It's like who made Bonnie, right? Parents. But then we're talking about like uh, Woody. Woody actually made Bonnie uh, Forky because Woody took the the garbage, the pieces out of the garbage can and gave them to Bonnie to put it in <laughs> front of her. So so actually Woody helped make Bonnie. It's like who made Woody? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, Woody's plastic. So he back. came from. So he kept going down this train, and then it was like, oh, it was God. God made everything. And for for our kids, it was like a big realization. It's like literally everything can be traced back to that, right? God. So yeah. you know, again, it's like I'm not. Again, I'm not like trying to tell like this is the end. I'm just like, what do you guys think? Like, what do you think? You know, because I genuinely, I genuinely don't want my kids to blindly listen to me or to blindly want to receive the blessing for 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 my sake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will, yeah. I will actively discourage them from receiving the blessing unless they really wanted to. That's just my personal thing. Because I know long term it's not going to serve them, it's not going to serve their children. 
you know, and that might be different from what people think, but that's kind of how I've decided to raise my kids. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think this is really, really, really a touching topic. If you guys want to hear more about parenting and things, then we're, we're happy to go down this rabbit hole a little more and just let us know. You have to, you have to reach out to us and tell us that you really like the parenting podcast and we'll, we can talk about this all day. Right. Yana? Yeah. Like it's our life. Like, oh so. my gosh. It literally is. <laughs> Right. I think there would be, it would be fun to have one on the questions kids ask or the things we've learned because they'll be, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, I'm glad you could only, tell Kojin's story, the comic book. Yeah, That's this awesome. is only our perspective too. There's like Christian who has adult children, right? There's mm-hmm. Uncle John who's raised a bunch of adult children. Abel and has Seth, many grandkids. Right, and there's Catherine also, shout out to Catherine, she, you know, England, she's got her own kids uh, she's raising. So it's like, we could go deep into this. Um, we want to make it relevant though to to the matching process and preparing for the blessing. So you can let us know if it is, all right? Any last comments? Um, I think just this one, again, with the relevancy to the matching and blessing, that there's lots of fears that you have as a single person. I was just chatting with a mom about this, how she was remembering when she was pregnant and the conversations we'd have and how like, so many of those fears have disappeared now that she has her two sons. Mm-hmm. And I just want to acknowledge that, that there's a lot of things when you're single, especially, and you're thinking about the future, which is so unknown, that a lot of once you live it, like you're blessed, you have kids, so many of those fears, 10,000s of them mm-hmm. dissipate or go away. Like I had a f- real fear that I wouldn't know if I was able to have kids, like biologically. Mm-hmm. But then when my first son was born, every fear attached to that, like how I would I be grateful? Would we adopt the blah, 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 blah. Mm. It all disappeared. <laughs> wow. So I just yeah. feel like a lot of you in your journey are carrying these heavy fears that you just don't know. They're valid. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. you feel them, but many will change as you go through life. And mm. uh, yeah. And I think that that's God's, that's a huge part of like being able to receive God's love. Yeah. Is letting, letting go of those fears right. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also natural to feel fears, I think. Yeah. It's biological. Especially when it's unknown. You know, like we're, we're, we're wired to identify threats easier than we are to identify non-threats. So you're more likely to think, to assume like, oh, I can't have kids than to assume like, oh, I'm healthy. Like it's going to be, no yeah. it's like you're no walking problem. in the woods and you see a stick. You're more likely to assume it's a snake instead of vice versa. Right. Because if you assume that a snake is a stick, then you're going to get That's bit. Problem. might die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So like yeah, biologically, totally. we're we're better totally. at identifying threats. So it's it's understandable. But I think the the issue is when it is excessive and it affects us emotionally. You yeah, know? and you can't move yeah. forward, right? Yeah. Like if you keep the fear is too hard to like take that step forward. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, we're with you guys every step of the way. Like Yana said, as you continue to climb this mountain, you will realize that uh, you don't have much to fear because we're all in this together and God is guiding you and with you every step, right? Yes, I do. Check out the MatchNet podcast at matchnet.us. Forgot to shout that out, but uh, it's a step-by-step process for y'all to go through the matching process and blessing in the most systematic way possible. We have a lot of great content that's going to rock your world and change a lot of perspectives for you. All right. Bye. Bye.